short one today. <laughs> There's a bunch of other people in Anchorage, so we didn't want to draw attention. But welcome to the Whatever Floats Your Boat podcast. Sierra and Billy here from Tula's on the Summer. Right now, we are in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, it's obviously the pandemic is going on. We're in St. John in this little tiny bay called Rendezvous Bay, and there's about four, five, six other boats around. Um, everyone's just kind of staying to their self. We haven't talked to or been around people besides seeing them on their boat in like three weeks. Three weeks now or so. Are you getting sick of me yet? Never. <laughs> Um, but it's a cool, quiet little bay. There's some really nice houses on the, the short, the small cliffs all around. And the water's crystal clear. We've been seeing turtles every day. And yeah, a yacht just pulled in. So we are very lucky to be where we are. We're very lucky to be safe. And we have all this time to record all this content for you. So today we are going to talk about the Bahamas. And with that, all of our very, very favorite islands in the Bahamas. So obviously right now during this pandemic, the Bahamas is actually more locked down than where we are now. Like we have some friends in the Bahamas, Mike's there and then yeah, a bunch of friends and they are not supposed to be moving their boat. They're not allowed off their boat. They're supposed to be just staying on their boat in one spot and that's it. Like I don't even know if you're allowed to go on your dinghy and stuff like that. I don't think so. And we are technically supposed to be on our way there now, but since we can't, we thought we'd reminisce a little bit. Right, so we we are pretty familiar with the Bahamas. We've been there, what, how many years in a row? You've been there more than I have. Yeah, we've been there a heck of a lot. We have spent months and months and months in the Bahamas, and we have recorded over 150 videos in the Bahamas. Oh, wow. So there are over 700 islands that make up the Bahamas, and I think we have been to a majority of them. But today, a lot. but today we're going to break it down into two categories, on the beaten path and off the beaten path. And we selected our five favorite from each. Yeah, so those are pretty much just going to talk about our five favorite islands in the Bahamas on and off the beaten path. And what makes them our favorite? So what's on and off the beaten path? On the beaten path is obviously the more popular spots in the Bahamas where not necessarily like cruise ships go, but like cruisers, where a lot of cruisers go, a lot of people might fly into and stuff like that. And there's hotels and they're generally easy to get to. And and they have plenty of supplies and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, off the beaten path would be somewhere where you need a boat or a private little plane to get to and and yeah. Yeah, just not real much small there. usually, not much there. Um, yeah, yeah. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with on the beaten path. So these are the more popular spots. Um, I mean, we'll get right into it. The first one is Elbow Key in yeah. the Abacos. Yeah, so if you've heard of Hope Town, Hope Town is a town in Elbow Key. On Elbow Key. On Elbow Key. And what makes that our number one favorite on the beaten path? Well, first off, we really like Hope Town. Hope Town is really like quiet, colorful little town with with just a bunch of, I don't know how to describe architecture too well, but like really cool, little, colorful, clean houses with names on each yeah, and just well landscaped. Like I think that community is really proud of the way it, it looks and, and, you know, is. And there's no and vehicle. They take care of it. Yeah, and there's no vehicle traffic on that island. You can No, have there is. There is on, on the island. No, in Hopetown. In Hopetown, right. Right have, in the little town center, you're not allowed to drive any cars. You can ride your bike and you can have a golf cart, but there are certain lines that you can't go past um, with a car. And there's plenty of little restaurants, I think, in Hopetown. There's a, our friend Andrew owns the coffee shop there in Hopetown. That was really cool. Um, we just met him when we were there. Um, and 
the historical lighthouse, obviously, the protected harbor. Just a really cool spot. And it's just, yeah, clean, quiet, plenty of resources. And a little disclaimer. So we were there before Hurricane Dorian. We have not been there since. And one of our plans in the Bahamas was to go back there and actually help volunteer. Um, so they're working really, really hard to get Elbow back up and ready to accept tourism. Um, but in the meantime, they're still knocking away at all the projects and fixing all the destruction that Dorian caused. Right, so all these places, uh, we haven't been back to the Bahamas since the hurricane, and a lot of these places could have changed since then, but I am sure, yeah, like you said, Hopetown is a real strong community, and I'm sure all of Elbow Key as well. So I'm sure they're gonna rebuild faster than probably a lot of other places, and, uh, and tourism's probably one of their main industries, so they're gonna get it back, back and going. Um, yeah, so as soon as they do, we highly recommend going over there. What, what are, what, you want to go to? What are other, why else do we like Hopetown Elbow? Well, Elbow Key in general, so on the southern side of Elbow Key, the very south end, how long is it, maybe 20 miles long or something? Mm. I forget, but on the south end, there's a cool little, like, sandbar beach called Tahiti Beach, and that was just a really neat spot to anchor off of and hang out and crystal clear water we kiteboarded from that little sandbar area kiteboarded over a bunch of nurse sharks and stuff like that um just like picturesque little spot yeah and right on the ocean side of that area were amazing waves that we got to surf yeah so there's definitely some waves on elbow key and um it's not a super popular surf spot i think when people are going on a surf trip they rather it, because it's probably it's not as consistent as other places so people who are going on a surf trip from the states say we'll probably go to some place like costa rica or puerto rico i mean costa rica is going to be a little more consistent and stuff like that and it's a little even though hopetown's on our beaten path it's still a little harder to get to than like you know just flying to airport and renting a car yeah and another thing that's different about elbow is a lot of the locals are um white bahamian and they have British, British English accents, which is so different than what we're used to over there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And but and the reason that is is because back in the I'm gonna butcher this, but I'll give you the best that I remember. Back in the day, um, after the Revolutionary War, a lot of British people, uh, loyalists, I guess you would call them, right, from America, loyalists moved over to the Bahamas, and like these high, you know, the high class loyalists or like the army the soldier uh high-ranking soldiers the the british government granted them deeds of land in some of these islands so hope so elbow key was one of them so you have a lot of this these uh loyalist ancestry in in elbow key i think i got that right for the most part yeah so you'll if you go you'll find out a lot of about that kind of history and it's just it's cool to learn because we've been over so many times and it's just different. Every island's different. To get to Elbow Key, where, where do you have to? You have to fly into the main island of Abaco, right? So you would have to fly into the airport by Marsh Harbor, and then you yeah. would take a ferry from Marsh Harbor to Hopetown. There's a ferry dock, and or a then, water taxi. Yeah, water taxi ferry, and yeah. Yeah, and depending where you come from, like, like that, 
it sounds it could be pretty simple but you could also have to connect like two or three other times from other places like if you were coming from new york and trying to get to hopetown oh yeah yeah that's uh, i was referring to if you're coming to florida you fly direct to uh marsh harbor and then marsh harbor ferry over but so you could fly new york to florida florida to marsh harbor and yeah. a ferry over something yeah. like that <laughs> so still it's on the beaten path in our uh, uh definition but it's a little bit off as well <laughs> <laughs> a little next okay next well green turtles the same way so the green turtles are next island on the beaten path and it's just a kind of a popular island for some people but it's you get there in a similar way you would take the a plane to marsh, marsh harbor, harbor or yep. yeah and then take a water taxi over to green turtle yep and green turtle we loved for many many different reasons it's a smaller island but everyone was super friendly there's a lot of historical parts to that as well what was it called new plymouth I, yeah new plymouth or black in the black sound area yeah. something like that yeah lots um lots of turtles lots of uh, marine life good diving around there you have brendel's dive shop so if you're interested in diving some of the world's like best diving is right off of green turtle if you're interested in spear fishing you can go spear fishing around there we got lobster when we were there and uh and just so you know green turtle is in the abacus it's just uh it's not too far north it's of two Hopetown. or three islands north of elba yeah of elba how many miles maybe 50 miles or so mm -hmm. i don't know something like that but and it's uh the the southern end of Green Turtle is where you said New Plymouth. So that's all like it's very local, some historic buildings, like it just seems like a local little Bahamian town. Um people are super friendly, some very nice little local restaurants. And then and then on the more on the north side, that is that White Sound or I forget what the names of body of water are, but the north end are more uh like the Green Turtle Club and the Bluff House and that's more those are two like uh, Green Turtle Club's kind of a marina, resort, restaurant, yacht club type thing. Bluff House is another like resort, restaurant, and stuff. And th and that whole area of the island seems like it's kind of expats and like some Floridians and like bigger, you know, nicer houses and stuff. Yeah, and again, Green Turtle's another island that got really, really badly hurt by Dorian, but I know the Green Turtle Club is almost or very close to up and running right now and i think the bluff house isn't quite there but they're getting there they're working on it and beautiful beautiful place to go another reason why we love green turtle is because it's super close to two other islands one's called no name and no name is where you'll find and that's just south of green turtle uh, what do they call it the Piggly-ville. Piggly-wiggly-ville. Uh, <laughs> the Abaco, the Abaco pigs. Uh, yeah, the Abaco swimming pigs. So you guys see pictures all over the internet of these swimming pigs in the Bahamas, and there's two places, and this is one of the places. Yep, so that is um, no name, and then just north of Green Turtle, you'll have um, Manjack, or Nunjack, however you want to pronounce it, and there you have tons of really good dinghy trails, tons and tons of turtles, stingrays, just lots of really cool marine life. Yeah, I don't know if there's any structures on that island i don't think they? so yeah there's no town or anything i don't think there's any houses either so but a couple cool anchorages yeah some really nice anchorages and uh yeah and just dinghy trails like you said a ton of wildlife around that whole area yeah and green turtle just has some really nice beaches and a big bay i went kiteboarding in one time um on the northwest side um yeah northwest corner so that's green turtle all right staniel key is the next one Stanoki, and this is one you'll probably see a lot of if you're scrolling through instagram about the bahamas because this is where the famous swimming pigs are in um the exuma so Stanoki is part is an island 
a part of the Exuma Island chain. And that's way south of the Abacos, maybe a hundred or two hundred miles south of the Abacos. Yeah, and when we first got to Daniel, we both looked at each other and we're like, wow, like this would be a really cool place for our family to come visit. Like they would really like this. And it's because there were, again, a lot of little cottages, like very clean, very quiet, um, but very close to places where you could explore. Like there's a Thunder, Thunderbolt. I think it's Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt or Thunderbolt Grotto. Right. And that's where they filmed one of the James Bond movies, and it's a giant grotto, and you can swim underwater and appear in this, like, giant cave, and you can also climb to the top of it and jump through a tiny little hole and then just go straight down into this beautiful, beautiful dark cave with crystal clear water. Yeah, just crystal clear water all around. You can go out the cut right there, and you're out in the... Is that the Exuma Sound right there? Yeah. Exuma Sound, and it's just super deep water, really good fishing, like uh, blue water fishing, um, and then lots of little places to explore around there as well, like if you rent a boat or on our dinghy, all the little islands and cuts and stuff all around that whole area is really neat to explore. Yeah, so Staniel's its own island, and then you have Thunderbolt or Thunderbolt Grotto, which is an island that is the cave you're talking about right by it. A little tiny. And then you have Big Major, which is an island, again, just very, very, very super close, and that's where all the swimming pigs are. So so it is, yeah, the, the pig island is separate from Staniel, so you would need to rent a boat or a guide or You can something. honestly kayak over there. It's close enough. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else about Staniel that you loved? Um, yeah, I don't know. We just liked it. Yeah, and we didn't stay on land. We only went to, like, maybe one restaurant, but we walked all around town. It was just, it felt like a very good place that we could have stayed a really long time. Yeah, and, and like you said, like, a lot of these on-the-beaten-path type places are places that would be perfect for our families to fly in to visit because, like, they're not, they can be not so rustic as we are, and um, they usually stay on shore. At least your family does, like, they rent a place when they come visit, so that would just be a perfect place. Yeah, beautiful beaches, just, yeah. I mean, everywhere in the Bahamas is beautiful. There's 700 islands, guys. We're just trying to pick our very, very favorite. So, Compass. Compass is our next one, and it's, it's again, in the Exuma Island chain, and it's pretty close to Staniel. Why did we like Compass? Well, Compass has Rachel's Bubble Bath, which is kind of a famous for the area little spot it's just if you anchor on the leeward generally the leeward side of compass you walk i don't know what is a quarter mile half a mile across land and then you get to this little little tiny lagoon thing where the ocean waves on the other side the exuma sound side the ocean waves crash over the rocks and just right in, like bubble over right into this lagoon and that's why they call it the bubble bath because once when a wave comes over it's all bubbly and and uh yeah and it's just a beautiful spot to like go hike to and then just hang out in the water for a while yeah and... the bubble bath is super warm yeah <laughs> it's a cool spot the anchorage there is beautiful 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 and then you are very close to and the beach there is unreal like super soft white sand and yeah oh wish we could be there i mean look at this but yeah uh and we're also very close to the rocky dundees when we're at compass and can you explain the rocky dundees for us the rocky dundees are uh they're uh, they're just like thunderbolt they're grottos it's uh, it's i think it's like two big sets of rocks like islands like these 
little tiny rocky island and then there's two separate ones that we know of that you kind of snorkel through sometimes you gotta like most of the time i think you, you have to swim underwater. underwater and then pop up in the grotto and then you're just in this grotto and you can actually get out like you can get up onto the ledge of the grotto and just you can like walk around in there yeah and the difference between uh the rocky dundies and thunderbolt grotto is the Ro rocky dundies there's a lot of stagmalite formations and the colors in there like if i could explain the colors of the rocky dundies i would literally just tell you that it's a crayola explosion like i wish we could show you a photo on this podcast but it's greens and purples and reds and the water is so blue and it's just crazy and when, and to when see. the sun is shining it's shining directly through the top of a similar hole like thunderbolt but this sun it, you just see the rays just coming in it's it's a really cool spot it's some some place you have to go once in your life um and the snorkeling around that area is beautiful if you are um, on Compass Key on a boat, the marina there is one of the famous spots for you to swim with nurse sharks. And I think if, you can come by dinghy, but I think you have to pay a couple bucks. And all the nurse sharks are there. You can get in the water and swim with them, have them all around you, take your pictures. So that's another thing that a lot of people like about that area. We've never actually done that because I guess we see nurse sharks on our own all the time. But if you're into that kind of thing, then that's there for you. So that's Compass Key, and that's also, yeah, I think you said it, but that's a few miles north of Staniel, and also part of the Exuma Island chain. Um, next one on the beaten path will be Eleuthera. Yep, and this is our very last one on the beaten path. So Eleuthera is still, Eleuthera is getting kind of out there, like in terms of distance away from Florida. Um, and it's a long island, it's what, 70 or 80 miles long or something? I think it's 90. 90 miles long? But there's a ton to do on Eleuthera, and a few little, they call them, what do they call them? They don't call them towns or villages, they call them... Uh, prom? I forget. We'll think, no. Uh, we'll think of it, but the towns are, there's a few little towns. And then way on the north end of Eleuthera is a little island called Spanish Wells, I think. And we haven't been there yet, um, but I want to go check it out. And then there's another little, like, more resorty area on the northeast coast. Um, and that's kind of hoity-toity, I've heard, but I'd like to check it out. We haven't been there yet, but we've been on the rest of Eleuthera, and first and foremost, we wanted to get there to surf, and we did get a day of good, clean surf, which was a blast. Um, and that beach is called Surfer's Beach. Yeah, the most popular spot there. I'm sure there's some other breaks in Eleuthera, but that was the only place we surfed. And I think it's a little more consistent than a lot of the other islands because it's just exposed to the Atlantic. Besides the surf, there's a bunch of things to see. So there's down in Rock Sound, there's a big blue hole in the middle of town. It's like you're walking around town. No, that's the ocean hole. That's the ocean hole. Yeah, the blue hole's on the northern point of the island of Eleuthera by the airport, Sapphire. Sapphire blue hole, yeah, all right, cool, yeah. So let's go north to south. So on the north, side of Eleuthera you have a sapphire blue hole which was crazy it was literally in the middle of like a forest and we drove to it and then there's just a blue hole in the middle of nowhere it was really cool and different from all the other blue blue holes we've been to and then a little bit down from that you have Queen's Bath and that was a kind of similar to Rachel's bubble bath but different it was like a yeah it was More way bouldery. different it was all rocky and bouldery but smooth rock and um, it was there was a few little bath areas and it was just kind of a picturesque unique picturesque place And then there were some like big caves as well like just 
not super deep caves, but big openings with like rock over over them. Yeah, and it's just different because a lot of the times you think of Bahamas, you think of like flat land, like white sand beaches. But when you get to areas like this, it's super different. You're in caves, like climbing over rocks and stuff. It's cool. And then what was the the, the bridge? Glass window bridge. Glass window bridge. So this is an area. So I guess Eleuther is technically two separate islands, right? Yeah. Well, when the water's flowing through there. So there's this there's this little tiny section of Eleuthera that is super, super skinny, and the ocean usually kind of breaks under this bridge over this area of land. No, and it goes straight through. It goes straight through. Okay, yeah. And it's it, that's where the Atlantic Ocean and what's that body of water? The, I don't know. People get it confused a lot because I know when I research all these things, um, it's not the Caribbean Sea. It's the it's the bank. It's a it's a shallow bank. Or the Eleuthera Sound. Yeah, something like that. But it's like a shallow bank area, and then the Atlantic Ocean right on the other side. So you have this contrast. We flew the drone over there. It's deep, deep, deep blue on one side and then like shallow turquoise blue on the other side and it's where they meet it's just a cool cool spot so that's called glass window bridge and it's just this bridge that connects the two pieces of land and i when uh i Emmett told us that they had to redo that bridge multiple times. Yeah, I think because when it's, it's in a very exposed spot. It's man. super exposed. Yeah, so when big storms come through, that bridge is I don't know it gets broken down for a while and they can't they can't go back and forth from yeah. one side of the island to the other and that's probably right in the middle of the island about. Right. Uh, it's Maybe a little, a little closer to the north. To the side. north, yeah, but still. And then, you, so you have protected anchorages <laughs> on here. I mean, <laughs> Jetty. <laughs> Jetty thinks she hears a dinghy. Um, I mean, there was Hatchet Bay is a very protected anchorage. I think they said it was the most protected anchorage in all of the Bahamas. You literally have to go through this narrow cut. I don't even know how the big ferry boats fit through no, that cut. By it, a, maybe like an inch or something. And I know one day when we were there, a ferry boat had to turn around because it was rough outside and they couldn't make it. Was it was so windy. Yeah, yeah they would, their bow would have got blown over. I bet they would have hit the rocks. But this narrow little cut with like, what, like 30 foot rock face sheer cliffs on either side and i was nervous to go through with this boat with the catamaran like it seemed close with this boat i mean we are 20 feet wide but still yeah, and then spooky going in there but super protected yeah because once you get in there's no exposure and then there's protected anchorages along the entire west side of that island well yeah but they're kind of far apart yeah i mean the islands almost 90 miles long well, and they're but... not protected from all their all directions either like that's the only one that's protected from all directions maybe except maybe in the north maybe there's other ones let me let me rephrase that tons of very cool and different anchorages all along that coast yeah yeah so but you have anchorages with like white beautiful white sandbar beaches and then you have anchorages with like rocky formations all around you and the diving around there was so different because the parts of the island just like fall in and then you have coral growing on like these rocky how do you even describe that They're yeah really like hard. parts of a cliff parts of a rocky cliff. it's not like coral reef that we snorkel all the time it's literally like coral growing on rock fallen rock yeah like, and that must be limestone rock like, yeah right? so it's just different um but beautiful and then there's pink sand beaches on the um eastern side of the island yeah and, yeah. and that was more towards, I don't even think we went to that part, though, no. by uh, mm -hmm. Governor's Harbor. Yeah. The Governor's Harbor is one of the main t towns. Uh, there's Rock Sound, Governor's Harbor, Hatchet Bay, um, and then you can keep going further south. 
I like that area, Cape Eleuthera, right? Yeah, that's That's cool. like the southern end of Eleuthera where you kind of get off the bank and you get back into deeper ocean water. And yeah, that was just a neat area. There seemed to be a lot of snorkeling and stuff around there. And um, yeah. Yeah. A good little marina down there as well. And there are tons and tons of other islands on the beaten path that we love, but those were our top five favorites. If you asked us where you should go visit, I think it would be one of those five. Yeah, and I think we like them because they're not the main touristy islands. Yeah, it's not Nassau or Grand Bahama, but they're still Bahamian and they're beautiful. Yeah. And, but that's why we like them, because yeah. they're not those places. Yeah. We don't like big cities or touristy areas and we stuff like, like that. We like the small, clean, quiet, friendly, yeah, parts of the island. And Nassau is beautiful in itself, too. We just, it's different being on a boat and, yeah. And um, just one more on Eleuthera, to get there, it's pretty easy. You can fly right into Eleuthera. I think there's two airports on the island, and, like, our friend Jeff took a flight out in and out of Luther, yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes you might have to connect in Nassau, but oh, okay. you can also take um, a ferry over to Nassau and then a like the mail boat down if you needed a cheaper way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's do off the beaten path. So these are places, yeah, that are not easy to get to. They're not easy to get to. They don't have a lot of resources. There's probably not a lot of people there, if any. Yeah. And yeah, we just like them. These are the spots we really seek out. I mean, we need to be on the other islands to get supplies and eh, it's nice to meet up with people and stuff like that, but we really like off the beaten path type stuff. So our first one is Conception Island, and Conception Island is actually a protected island, so you cannot fish or spear or anything, but for those exact reasons, it is like thriving with life. Yeah, it is just beautiful. So we anchored we anchored right off this big, long, soft white sand beach, what, maybe a mile? Like, yeah, had to be close to a mile. We ran that thing every morning, and then we got a nice workout in. And then all along the beach, there's like rocks kind of right behind the beach and then on both ends of the beach. And there are these long tail white tropy birds, tropical birds. And And that's one of their nesting grounds. Yeah, I think it's kind of famous for that. And they were just flying everywhere. So pretty to watch, especially in the mornings. Yep. And then um, the, the coral reef around there, the coral reef on the... Weed. Well, the anchorage we were in, um, was there any coral? It, the there anchorage was. It was... wasn't as nice as the other side. So right. remember when we dinged around the entire Yeah, island? so it was like the east side. Yeah, so that coral was some of the most beautiful coral we've ever seen. Um, it's a little harder to get to because, yeah, you are exposed, but beautiful. <laughs> if you can dingy over there, definitely do. And then the coral by the anchorage where we were at, it was beautiful as well. But there were tons and tons of sharks turtles stingrays like to give you an idea of of what and and it was crystal clear water like gin clear yeah to give you an idea of how much life there was here so we typically eat dinner on the boat obviously and after dinner we do the dishes and we have this window that looks out from the back of the boat um, right above our sink and we have a light on the back of the boat and I'm doing dishes and the and I'm light the out. light so we always keep it shining directly in the water try to see if we can attract fish we like watching the fish that are drawn to it yeah and doing the dishes looking out and there's just sharks like circling the back of the boat and not like vicious sharks just like chilling just swimming by swimming back rays all over so when you have a nice view doing the dishes you know you are in a good spot 
Yeah, and it wasn't like the, yeah the sharks weren't. I don't know. They were just checking it out. Um, but it's the same thing with like when we walked jetty along the beach, we'd pull the dinghy up on the beach and we walked jetty, and there was literally a shark or two like Every just morning. W like pretty much walking right next to us, swimming right next to us along the shore. Yeah, and we'd swim with them too. They're not like you have to get out of the water when the shark shows up. They're yeah, they weren't attracted here, there yeah. for any reason other than just that was where they their home, be, and they were yeah. just cruising around. And yeah, we were swimming, with, we were snorkeling, and it was fine. Like they were. I think they were mostly nurse sharks and lemon, lemon sharks. sharks. Yeah. Um, so that was cool, yeah. Conception Island. And then you can go um, around, I think it's more the west side of the island in the center, and you, there's like dinghy trails all through the center of the island. And that there's a ton of green turtles in there, a ton of mangrove, like canals and swamps and stuff. And just really cool to explore, as well as what Sierra said along the other all around the island if it's calm enough. Yeah, so we actually circumnavigated the entire Conception Island by dinghy. And I give you a lot of skill for that because there was a lot of coral dodging involved, but if you have dinghy skills, definitely circumnavigate that island. Yeah, it was cool. So Conception Island. Now Conception Island is it's an outer island and it's just to the northeast of Long Island and just to the south of Cat Island. And those are, those are outer islands as well, a little bit bigger than Conception. And they, they are all south of Eleuthera. Yeah. Yeah. And there is, so I said it was protected, but there is nothing on Conception. There are no uh, No, no towns, no houses, no nothing. No structures whatsoever. Yep, so, so no water. Bring your, all your own resources. Bring what you need. Take what you have. So, yep. So the next island that we're going to talk about is just off of Conception is Long Island, and it's Long Island's not so like rustic. It, there's towns yeah, there's and houses, towns. and it's just kind of out there. It's out there, and I think when we first arrived to Long Island, we were on the northern tip of it, and we anchored, and on our way there, we had caught a big mahi, so we were kind of all super excited, and we got in the dinghy, and we start dinghy around, and we find these crazy-looking caves, and caves that we can pull the entire dinghy into. Yeah, like, we went into, so I guess we'd call them grottos as well. Yeah, yeah so the grottos, but we literally brought the dinghy into the grotto, and then there's, like, yeah, same thing, crystal clear water, just, like, these round, smooth, bouldery rocks all around, and just a hole in the ceiling so the sun was shining straight through. Just amazing. And that, usually, those kinds of really unique, cool places are on the chart and people are you know saying you got to go here and blah, blah blah but this was not like this was nowhere on the chart we've never heard of it and we just kind of stumbled upon these cool little caves and grottos and that, that was really neat yeah and uh, again lots of dinghy trails around that area tons of turtles white sand beaches and nobody really around yeah the north side of that island was pretty low-key yeah um, and then the rest of the island, I mean, we really didn't get to explore Long Island too much. Um, we didn't go to, like, Dean's Blue Hole, which is Yeah, we famous. wanted to. We just didn't have the right weather to and do And we it. didn't really do anything on the East Coast, except we did surf. When we went down to Salt Pond, we found a little surf break on the ocean that we uh, walked to, and that was pretty fun. Um, I bet you there's places on Long Island that gets good waves. Yeah. So we'll have to go back for sure. Yep. And Long Island, we met a bunch of really nice guys there who actually farm sponges. Yeah, yeah, local <laughs> local guys, white Bahamians, yep. I think. Oh, did they grow up there? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but just we got to learn a lot from them. So being able to meet people that lived there was awesome. And the grocery store, there was a grocery store in Salt Pond area. That's like the center of Long Island. And that was a really nice little grocery store. Yeah, it was pretty filled. Um, we everything talk, we needed. Yeah, we talk about grocery stores a lot in the Bahamas because like, it, especially... <laughs> few and far between. Yeah, contrasting <laughs> it to, comparing it to the Caribbean, I feel like we're way more out there in the Bahamas, even though the Caribbean is way further than, you know, the United States. And it's just because the Bahamas, again, it's there's so many islands that make up this one country. So in Nassau, yeah, you have grocery stores on every corner, but on, like, Long Island, you have one grocery store on the whole island. Like, okay, maybe three, but... But yeah, so just very different. And fresh produce is a little bit harder to come by. Yeah, in the Bahamas for sure. I don't think there's nearly, there's like almost no farming or gardening or, I mean, yeah, I'm so sure some people do, but it's not prevalent. Like, but here in the Caribbean, like a ton of people, especially in the Southern Caribbean, like a ton of these people just farm fruits and vegetables up in the mountains. Yeah, so down here there's farmer's markets all the time. Down there, all of your produce, all of your goods actually comes from Nassau and it comes on a mailboat. And, and it came from somewhere to get to Nassau. Yeah, too. exactly. And let's say, I think each island gets a mailboat like twice a week and sometimes that mailboat accidentally gives your island's goods to somewhere else. Where were we when that happened? Was it Crooked Island? Maybe. And the mailboat came in, but everything wasn't on it. So you're kind of out of luck in that situation. You have to be prepared for, hey, have storage of food for a couple extra sometimes days. Sometimes the mailboat is late because of weather, and sometimes it doesn't come yeah. because of weather. <laughs> like, you, you might not have a mailboat for two weeks, and you're just living on what you have there. Yep. Which is kind of surprising that not more people garden and farm there, but they I just don't have the. Um, I think it's I think partly the soil yeah. and stuff like that is not that good. But the there water. were uh, remember Green Turtle? They had a a little organic aquaponic. Yeah, hydroponic. Hydroponic organic farm. gardening. Yeah, farm. Yeah. Um. So well, anyway, that's Long Island. Yeah. Our next island is Long uh, Key. And Long Key is just south of Crooked Island. And Long Key, we loved it because we found a whole flock of pink flamingos. <laughs> right, yeah. So Crooked Island is already getting, like, these islands are getting out there. They're, like, way to the south of all the other islands we're talking about. And uh, and Crooked Island's out there. And then Long Key south of that is, like, there's, like, nothing there. I think there is a little tiny... I can't remember the word they call them, but uh, settlement. They call them oh. settlements. They're not towns or villages. They're settlements. But uh, on Long Island, I think there is like less than 100 people that live there. Yeah, Long, Long Key. Key. On Long Key. Yeah. Um, Crooked Island, it doesn't have that many people. I think Crooked Island has less than 2,000 and Long Key has less than 200. Yeah. Just like almost no one lives on Long Key. And, um, anyway, that's where the pink flamingos were. And that was yeah. really cool to see. That whole area, I think, is tough to anchor. Like, you can be exposed, pretty exposed in that area. Yeah, we got lucky with weather. Yeah, we did. Um, but you can, so you can anchor on the west side of Longkey, or you could go around into the Ackland Bight and anchor inside the Ackland Bight, which was on the east side of Longkey. Yeah, yep. Yeah, depending on the wind. So you can be protected. You just got to make sure you are on the correct side of the island. Because on the west side, like you said, um, the west side of the island, that's more exposed to, I forget what that body of water is over there, but it's really deep water. Like, it drops off to thousands of feet deep, like a mile off land. Or not even, maybe. Yeah. So it's just 
it's it's a crazy place. And there are flamingos in many other islands in the Bahamas. Some other islands. But a lot of the times the flamingos are kind of hanging out by like industrial parks or like in Great uh, Great Inagua. Great Inagua. It was right by the salt farm or. Um, what are the, uh, my iguana, it was just, they were kind of hard to get to, but on Long Key, they were just on this big, long sandbar with beautiful blue water, and it on was the, just... On the bite side, so yeah, it was the shallow bite side, and the sand, yeah, like you said, white sandbar in crystal clear, shallow water, and it, yeah, it was just picturesque, it that's was, what you're... It was beautiful, 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 and it's just so different seeing animals that you would typically see, like in a zoo, like completely in the wild. Yeah, and they were, like, they would fly from sandbar to sandbar it was unreal if you guys haven't seen that video on our youtube channel i, I it didn't do that well on youtube but i it, it was one of my i think we have some of the most amazing footage on that yeah um and of, of the one flamingos. of my most prized photographs is of those flamingos <laughs> yeah you got some good pictures um but yeah so that's Lonky. and a little bit more about cricket so cricket is just north of Lonky, and it it got demolished in Joaquin. Yeah. But they are Hurricane Joaquin. They have done a very good job rebuilding. They have grocery stores. We went and ate dinner I, and breakfast at a place called Gibson's too. So this lady Willie owns and runs it and she was super, super nice. Um, and yeah, she made us like home style meals there and it was just, oh, it was so amazing. She taught us stuff. She took us to one of her friend's places and it was just a very awesome experience. Yeah, we met. So, so let's tell that story real quick. We walked into Willie's in the afternoon. A lot of times when you go to a restaurant in the Bahamas, you got to kind of let them, yeah, like call in the morning and like let them know you want to come. Or two days before. (laughs) Or two days, yeah. Let them know you want to come eat dinner there. We kind of got there. And it was early afternoon, I think, and we uh, went in just to see if we could maybe have dinner, you know, at the restaurant later on. And she said, yeah, she's like, "Um, two other guys are coming, but yeah, no problem, you can eat with them. So It's a big family table style, so we don't know these other guys, but we're set up, our placemats are right next to them, and we have this family style dinner. And they were from the Carolinas, Yeah. and they were there on a fly fishing trip, and yeah. And, uh, yeah, they were super, super nice. I forget, uh, t- uh, what were their names? Bill and I forget what the other guy's name was. It was. He had a unique name. But, yeah, really cool guys. And, yeah, Willie was just amazing. So if you ever go to Crooked Island, you got to eat at her restaurant called Gibson's. Yeah, and if you are into fly fishing, definitely. What? It's a secret. It does, it, our, we only have an audience of 200. It's okay. Um... <laughs> What else did I want to say about... Oh, how would you get to Crooked? It's like, they have a little private airport, I think, right? Yeah, so I think you'd have to probably fly... Yeah, it's you'd hard have to, to fly to. to Nassau and take a little island hopper plane over. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'd love to explore more of Crooked, and uh, just over on, like, I guess to the north or to the west of Crooked is called Acklands Island, and we'd like to explore there. We didn't get to go there at all. Um, but maybe next time. So one of our favorite anchorages in the world is a place in the Abacos called Double Breasted. And why is that our favorite? Why is it our favorite? This is off of, this is way up north in the Abacos, like one of the most northern pieces of land in the Bahamas. And it is 
just south of Grand and Grand, Grand Key. Key and Walker's Key. And Double Breasted is a big sandbar and it is a place where people go to clean their fish after they've done gone spearfishing or fishing all day. And so it's a known spot to have sharks around, obviously, because of all the uh, fish carcasses. It's just that's the spot where everyone goes to clean yeah, fish. But the water is crystal clear and there's just a lot of life again beautiful like bone fishing good, good bone fishing right there and yeah like sandbars everywhere uh, cool little beaches we had a bonfire on that beach um just yeah like you said life and sharks and then in that area like you go out to the reefs around there like and just miles and miles and miles of reef to spearfish and snorkel and fish and everything just yeah i think pristine. we've gotten some of our best fish there yeah in that area. yeah it's uh pre it's really good and i feel fishing. like we're saying the same thing again and again crystal clear water white sand beaches but it's true and that just makes it what it is um, but yeah, and lots of reef around there. Lots of reef. Yeah, and generally I don't think that Anchorage is known for having the best holding um, because there's a lot of weird current in that area, but just check your anchor, maybe stay close to the boat when you know tide change. But yeah, we didn't have any issues there, but I know people have. Now our last island off the beaten path. Hoffman's. So Hoffman's is a part of the Berry Islands and we love Hoffman's so much because there is a giant blue hole in the middle of the island. Yeah, so Hoffman's, Hoffman's Key doesn't have anything on it, no structures or anything. Maybe some old, I think we found some old like uh, ruins, but no houses or anything. Um, and the Berry Islands are a series of islands, um, kind of in the smack dab in the middle of the Bahamas, pretty much, right? Southwest of the Abacos and northwest of the Exumas, um, but east of Bimini. But hop, yeah, like Sarah said, so you take this nice, cool little hike through like the woods there on Hoffman. First, first you pull up your dinghy on this white sand beach and yeah, tie it to a tree, <laughs> and then you walk through. The, the trails in these woods and then all of a sudden you come out to this cliff that overlooks this big blue hole and it's inland but it's all salt water yeah and when you're looking down on this giant blue hole you'll see little turtle heads popping up everywhere and you can jump off the cliff right into the blue hole oh yeah at some point these the, the blue hole connects to the ocean underneath like through the rock and you know there might be a cave system underneath and stuff like that yeah but. so i don't know if the turtles just hang in there all the time or if they go back and forth or what but we've seen them eating eating like the mussels off the rocks and everything but yeah beautiful diving really fun place to jump off of bring your lunch and eat like under the cave yeah because like just under the cliff you jump off of there's a little trail down and there's like a big huge cave that just is right on the water of the blue hole yeah <laughs> it's just uh it's a really unique neat spot um yeah as well as a lot of other and and then like hoffman's king general like a lot of cool um there's some good spear fishing on the outside and then some cool like shallow water and beaches like all these little nook and cranny beaches all around like white sand in you know tucked in uh between some rock cliffs like small rock cliffs a few feet high but i don't know if that makes sense but I, yeah that whole area is pretty cool the berry islands in general is pretty cool i think the areas can vary greatly between each other but um this is like 
towards the middle of the Berry Islands, and it gets pretty desolate in the middle of the Berry Islands. Yeah, so another, okay, we have to bring up this part. Flo's conch shack? Yeah. <laughs> if you are on Hoffman's and you have a deep desire to go to a very, very local restaurant, call in Flo's conch shack on the radio, I think on what, Tuesdays or Thursdays before a certain time, and you can have your choice between fish, lobster, chicken. I'll yeah, try. You, you just tell them what you want, and that's what it is. It's fish, lobster, chicken and then you get like peas and rice or beans or whatever they call it, peas and rice and like a side and like you don't have a say that's what it is you yeah. just get to choose your meat if they have it but it was so good but you got to call like a day or two in advance or at least that morning i think you can get fresh made bread from flows i think so yeah but you have to give them a couple days it's like this for that. little com like this little house like on this island where no one else is it's yeah it's a neat neat thing Cool, well that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I mean, we there's over a, 10 islands out of all 700, but there's a some lot, of our favorites. And there's a lot of other places that we like as well, um, but those are, yeah, those are just some of our favorites. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope at some point in your life you can get to get over there and experience these for yourself. And if you want to get in a little escape and go enjoy those islands right now, you can watch one of the over 100 videos that we have filmed there. Hope you guys are staying safe during these times and thank you to all our you know healthcare workers and civil service workers and, and everyone. any essential workers right now because we know there's jobs from all different angles that are still going to work every day and hope you guys are just staying safe and you know being productive as productive as you can be and hopefully this whole thing will pass soon and yeah if you guys wouldn't mind, leave a review of this podcast and maybe share it with a friend or two. And we'll Thank see. you so much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.